0: So I wasn't going to do a podcast today. Um, I was going to wait until next week and stop being annoying and kind of leave y'all alone. Um, but I was getting ready for my next week, um, which I asked you guys to write me on YOLO anonymous, anonymously. Um, and you know, tell me your fears. Tell me a secret. Tell me something that you need to get off your chest. But let, let me take the burden of it real quick. Just for one split second. Just tell a stranger. Tell someone who doesn't know who's telling it. Just something that you don't want to hold in anymore. So, you know, at first I wasn't getting a lot of them in. And I was kind of getting nervous because. You know, the, I was going to have a whole podcast episode on this. And um, I woke up this morning and I've been starting to get a lot more. But there is particularly one. Um, thats the, There is one that I just read. And this is why I'm going to do this podcast today. Um, I do just want to say before I start that i am incredibly grateful and um i really just feel the love from every single one of you guys and um i do want to thank the person who told me i should do this to begin with and you know just keeping y'all like i don't know i hope you guys keep listening because i have a lot to say and I just want to feel closer to you guys, Um, but this podcast is going to be a uh, part two of my first episode about rape, Um, but I'm also going to put in what I was going to do for next week's episode as well, so I'll probably start with those before I uh, get into the part two about rape. Um, God, I'm just sad today. I am, my heart hurts today. It, it really does. Anyways. So, it's so hard not to cry because not all of these are really sad. Um, so, I asked strangers to come to me and tell me something. So, I'm going to read them. I got one. It says, I love sex with men. I got another one that says, I'm attracted to men. Wonder what it's like. Got another one that said, my biggest fear is that my anxiety will consume me and overcome my mind. I have people who support me through it, but I don't have insurance, nor knowledge of how to do it without insurance. And that alone freaks me out. I got another one that says, I like wearing lingerie, and I'm a guy. Here's another I fear that I'm going through college for nothing but debt and a middle-class job I was destined for to begin with. I do have one really happy one. And this is what it says. I am so in love with this woman. I think she knows that I love her, but I'm not sure she truly knows how much. She is the reason my heart beats. She is the reason I wake up every morning. She is the reason I am happy. She is such a blessing. Now this is, these last couple ones are the reason I uh, wanted to, I wanted to talk. I needed to talk. Um, My boyfriend wants sex all the time and I don't, so he claims he has to beg for it. And sometimes I wake up to him touching me or going down on me. And if I try to stop him, he gets mad. We've been together for so long that it's hard to get away from it. Here's another one. I'm not sure if these are all the same person, if these are different people. Um, I try to break up with my boyfriend, but he turns it back on me saying that I'm selfish and I don't take his feelings into consideration when really I'm tired of having to take care of him since he hasn't had a job in a year and it's habitual for him. I'm not happy in my relationship, but we've been together so long and when I tried to break up with him, He gets so mad and blames me for our problems. And it makes me feel worse that I like someone else. I don't know what to do. So, I want to just say that people who did write me, you guys are unbelievable. You guys are so brave. Like, seriously, like... You guys told someone that barely knows you. I mean, I don't even know who you guys are. And you guys came to me and told me something that you don't tell people. You guys told me what you're scared of. You guys told me what's your secret. I mean, how brave is that? I admire that. And that's what I wanted to get from this. Was like, go y'all. Go, y'all. So, I would like to give advice to everyone who wrote me. Um, You know, to whoever wrote me about, you know, I love sex with men. I'm attracted to men. I like wearing lingerie and I'm a guy. You know, I say for y'all, like, be you you we we want to prove this generation that we can accept and love all people you know you're you're loving them from the inside not from the outside and you know, like just just come out and be you that's all that matters your life matters your happiness matters The one about anxiety, um, I'm gonna get to that. Um, and then the other ones about, um, the long-term relationship, I'm gonna get to those too. I just didn't want to leave anyone out. So I am going, I'm gonna go talk, I'm gonna, sorry, I'm gonna talk about, um, rape and, um, my story. And I just want to let everyone know to please, um, beware before listening to this, as this may trigger some people, as it may be hard to listen to all my family that has been listening to my podcast, um, any close friends, you know, just keep in mind that if you're not ready to listen, you don't have to right now. This episode will be up. You can come back whenever you're ready. So, let's start. Um. So, as most of you know, you know, um, I was dating a guy for about a year, and just throughout that year, our just relationship kept getting on like just worse and worse. And, you know, if you guys have heard my other episodes, you have heard me talk about my first red flag with him. Um, and I ignored it. Then there was, um, you know, it, it was like a back and forth, too. It wasn't like it was constantly like that. You know, because I I did thought I loved him, you know, and there was a reason, obviously, in in that point in my life. You know, I obviously was stayed with him for a reason, I didn't just, it wasn't always just like, a toxic relationship, we had some good times too, even though that hurts to admit um so yeah, so I would say that you know, after my first red flag um, I saw, like he was getting more aggressive, so got into a fight, and we were in my car, and he got extremely pissed, and threw his phone at my windshield, and it completely cracked the whole passenger side, and I don't just mean like a little small crack, like I mean like you couldn't see out of the passenger side of my windshield, just all because he threw a phone, so you know Right now, it's like not scary to think about that just because I've had so many other scary moments with him. But I could imagine that any other person that hasn't gone through anything with a toxic person, it, that, I mean, that's pretty scary. Um, so, after that, I would say the first time he ever hit me Um, you know, I was still living with my parents then, and my parents were out of town, and I had the house to myself, and, um, he came over to hang out, um, you know, I was ready for bed, I wanted him to go, we got into a fight, I don't really remember what the fight was about, or why we were fighting, Or why he was mad. Um, And, you know, I was sitting on, I I was like kneeling on my bed, yelling at him, telling him to go. And, you know, he was just standing at the foot of my bed. And he pushed me really hard. And when he pushed me, I fell back and hit the wall with my head. So then, of course, that made me like, you know, my, um, my adrenaline kicked in. I was very angry, and i I mean, I just started freaking out. I was like, get out, you know, trying to get him to just leave. Um, And of course, he was like fighting me and fighting me. And then, you know, he he just punched me. And I just got up, ran and I locked myself in a bathroom. And He sat at that bathroom door for an hour trying to get it open. For an hour. Trying to get the door open. And I just sat there trying to hold the lock and hold the door shut so he wouldn't. Then finally, um, one of my best friends at the time who lived with me finally came home and helped me and, you know, got him out and defended me and stuck up for me and He finally left. You know, and I remember I swore to myself I was not going to see him again or anything. Um, But obviously it didn't end there. So I think it maybe took a week for me to forgive and forget. Um, You know, it's okay to forgive, but don't ever forget. So, you know, I, I I think things were pretty normal for a few weeks. You know, I think at this time we actually started dating and being exclusive with each other. Um, sorry guys, I know I keep pausing. Um, I'm not meaning to. I'm just collecting my thoughts. So... Um, I was at Paul Mitchell during this time and you know I've had this set goal for me like almost all my life I mean I think most of you guys knew that that like that was something I was like destined to do because like a lot of my family members were in it's like I, I knew from like freshman year I was gonna like be a cosmetologist. You know, and I, I was in the program for eight months. And for you guys, don't know how it works. The cro- the program's only, like, a year long. So, obviously, I was almost done. Um, but, yeah, so I, I was dating him during that time. And it was hard because, um, you know, when we started actually dating, it was more like he would manipulate me. And, you know, I don't, you know... It's hard to, because I've never really actually gotten all the answers. I've just had to, like, figure them out for myself. So I don't even know if, like, this is the, the answers. But, you know, he would, like, mess with my mind. And, like, I, I would stop going to school. I would just, like, not show up. Like, little by little, more time I was just missing from school. Because I just felt like I had to just be with him and only him like I couldn't hang out with my family I couldn't hang out with my friends and it's it's not like he came to me and was like oh you can't see this person it was more of like he made me feel like I couldn't see my friends or be with my family you know and eventually so I actually ended up moving into his with him in his parents house so I mean, he succeeded with me being away from my family because I <clears throat> I moved out with my mom and moved him with his family. It's crazy. Um, so from there, it just got crazier and crazier. So, it, um, you know, I won't tell every part of this story because it's very repetitive And they basically all go down the same way of each little fight we've had. Um, But I'll just tell some so you guys know, like, you're not the only one. Um, So I remember this one time, you know, this was before my sexual abuse happened. Um, There was one time when, you know, we were hanging out in his room and he was playing video games. And back then, his closet, win- his closet had a window, and you could open up the window, and it goes out to the second-story balcony. And so, like, we would just lift up the window and, like, sit on the window and smoke a cigarette. And, uh, you know, he was playing a video game, so I was doing that. I was smoking a cigarette in his closet out the window. And just randomly, you know, my back was faced to the doorway, and he like just came behind me and i looked over and he was just jacking off and like he finished and like it just like went all over he like finished on my my head the top of my head and just went all over and i was i i just looked at him like like what and you know i was just maybe thinking like whatever maybe that's just what he's into Maybe it's not weird, maybe it's just... Because at this point, I've only, like, dated a few people and didn't really experience much. Um, I didn't experiment with my sexual life yet. So I was just thinking maybe that this is something that people do, and I just didn't know. Um, So, you know, of course he could tell I was irritated, but I ended up just letting it go. And then, um, when I was staying at his house, there was one time where I wanted to go home and I wanted to spend the night, you know, with my family. And of course he did not like that, but I'm also a strong willed person. So I was like, I'm just going to go. So I went and he was like, well, let me just come and hang out for a few. And I was like, okay, we can sit out front. I lived in a cul-de-sac he was like we could just sit out front in the cul-de-sac and hang out for a few until you you know you want to go and I was like okay that's cool so we uh we go and we're you know we were out there for a long time and he we, we would like lay down his back seats and put a blanket down and just kind of lay there and talk and um you know we were doing that one point and he just kept on touching me and like begging me and trying to get me turned on and have sex with him and I like I just wasn't in the mood. I mean, that happens to us, and it's normal. I wasn't in the mood. I didn't want to have sex. I was tired. I just wanted to hang out. I mean, he told me we were just going to hang out, and that's all I was looking for. And um, you know, he's like begging me and begging me, and you know, I'm just like, I, I just don't. And then, like, you know, he starts taking off my shoes. He was like, "Oh, come on, like, let's just do it." Starts taking off my shoes, and then he starts taking off my pants, like. And I'm just laying there, like, I don't want to. Like, of course, I'm not, I'm not, I hadn't, like, at this moment, I hadn't, like, tried to push him off. You know, I was just all, I was just verbally, verbally, yeah, verbally saying no. You know, saying I didn't want to. Um, You know, and he was also my boyfriend at that time. And, you know, that's a hard thing to decipher from sexual abuse because um you know you you've had sex with them before that was consensual but then one time you don't want to do it I mean and they still do it it's confusing because you're like well I get it like he's just horny like that's the excuse you give them um but sorry back to my story um so he's take off my pants and of course he's like getting naked and taking off his pants and he's getting on top of me and I'm like no I don't want to and of course finally he puts it in and you know I'm sitting there trying to lift up and I can't lift up you know I can't get up I can't do anything and you know I'm still telling him no and no and he's just telling me to be quiet and he's saying come on like real quick it'll be quick it'll be quick and you know this is the first time I really ever felt numb And I remember, like, I just sat there. Well, laid there, I guess I should say. I just laid there. And I just, like, laid there and looked out the window. Didn't move. My arm's just on the ground. And I'm just staring at the window. And, like, I remember, like, I was just... The moon was, like, so bright. Like, like, I don't... I don't even know, like, that it was so bright, like, anyone could have just walked up to the car and, like, seen my face and, like, just seen my eyes and just seeing how, like, numb I was in that moment. And, like, I don't know, I I just remember just sitting there and just staring out the window and, like, nothing was in my mind, nothing, I didn't feel anything in my body, I just sat there and just stared at the moon. You know, now that I think about it and talking about it, it's like I was just trying to be peaceful. Like, I was just trying to look at something and be at peace, I guess, in that moment. And I think that's why I just remember the moon so much. Like, I just remember the night sky and the stars and the moon and, like... Try, I don't know. Anyways, that's so weird. And then that was in. I just went inside and went to bed. Um, Then i mean i knew at that like i knew later in our relationship like i needed to get out but it's just like i wasn't strong enough to leave i felt like i wouldn't have anyone because he made me feel like i wouldn't if i left him like all the friends i met with him i thought that they would all choose him over me and like we wouldn't talk anymore like all the friends All the friends that I left behind because he consumed me. Didn't think that I would hear from any of them again. I thought I would just be alone. I wouldn't do anything. Oh, yeah, and I I dropped out of school at this point. I guess I forgot to mention that. So I didn't have any of my school friends. I didn't have any of my old friends. I didn't have anything to do during the day. I just was with him 24-7. 24-7. I, you know, so, like, I was scared when I broke up. And, like, I would just sit in my room and have nothing. Then, um, so that's what it was really hard to leave him. Um, so, there, I mean, he, he would also threaten me. Like, he'd throw, he'd try to burn my clothes. He'd try to tr- crash my car with me in it. <laughs> Um, he would threaten to kill himself and you know when someone does that it pulls, pulls you back in um, you know he told me I have nothing like the only thing I had was him and his family which I do want to say something about that I absolutely did love his family and I, this is nothing against his family at all um, this is just between me and him. But, uh, so <clears throat> there's another time I remember we were at his, uh, really good friend's house. This one always gets me. We were at his really good friend's house. There was a bunch of us there. I mean, like, I mean, they used to always have like little get togethers. Their house was always the hangout spot for everyone, especially whoever went to Asher Ridge or Somerville. Or lived in those areas, um, I would say there's probably about fifteen people there, which that's like a good get together. Um, and we went, and you know, most of those people knew some of the things that he's d- had done to me. You know, because I would tell them and whatever. Um, I remember I used to beg some of them to just not leave me alone just stand by my side and don't let him fight with me. Um, But we were there and we got into a fight, of course. We always fought. And, uh, you know, he pulled me outside because, of course, he didn't want anyone around. And they were all in the garage. So we're like in the side of the house and he's just screaming at me. And I'm trying to just go back inside. I didn't want to be alone with him. I was terrified, I was just trying to go back inside that's all I was trying to do, was just go back inside and then he just grabs me and threw me on the ground and I remember screaming just trying to get one of them to help me you know, like just any one of them, I don't even care who it was I was just trying to let someone hear me because all it would have taken was just one person to come out and just see me for once and hear me for once. No, I'm sorry. Sorry, guys. Okay, I'm back. Um, So where I left off, you know, I was just trying to get someone to hear me. And, um, you know, it would have just taken one person to finally hear me, to believe me, to see me it would have even just taken one person just to see, just to be like curious and be like what is that noise you know like all they had to do was like walk 15 feet and they would have saw me but they didn't and I don't know if I blame them You know, I remember for a while, while I was still with him, you know, I would always question, like, why? Did they all just ignore it? Did they all really hear me, or did they not? You know, like, why didn't anyone come? They just didn't want to get involved. They are just trying to stay out for him. Why was I not more important than that? Why was I not important on doing the right thing? Um, So anyways, I remember that. That one always really hurts me. Um, Then there's another one. I was on the verge of leaving. We had broken up almost every week. I was tired. I was tired of fighting. Not necessarily like fighting with him, just... I was so exhausted um and I was trying so hard to stay gone um but of course you know they know how to reel us back in and um you know I so at this moment I had an apartment or I lived in an apartment and um you know, I I was alone, and he came over, and, you know, we were just hanging out, we got into a fight again, and I wanted him to go, because I knew where fights led, I knew what happened in them, so the best thing, like, just my instant reaction is just to get away, to go, and, you know, he wouldn't, and just got so angry. I just hit him. I just hit him so hard. Just, I was hoping when I hit him, he would just fly out the door. Even though obviously that didn't happen. Um, and then you know, I'm trying to fight him out the door. I'm trying to push him. I'm trying to push him or drag him out the door just so I can just get it closed and locked, so I'd be alone. You know, he just grabbed my hair. He just started, like, dragging me on the floor, away from the door. And, uh, he, he just freaking, he just, I, I grabbed his hair. <laughs> this is my reaction. I grabbed his hair. I was trying to get him to let go of mine. And he's just pulling my head to the ground, with, like, by your hair. Like, if you're a girl, you know how bad that hurts. And he's just, I, like, was slowly, like, my grip was letting go of him because I was just getting tugged down and, like, deeper and deeper to the ground. And he's just, like, over top of me, overpowering me. And I just remember in that moment, like, I give up. I'm done. I'm done fighting. I'm so exhausted with fighting for this. You know, I was, like, I'm so exhausted fighting him. So exhausting fighting to get him to stop controlling me and stop hurting me. It was another time I felt really numb. You know, at that moment I knew no matter what, there was nothing I could do. And no matter how hard I fought, I couldn't get out. I couldn't get him out. I couldn't get him to let go. I couldn't get away. So I just sat there on the ground. It was all his body weight on me and Pushing my head to the ground and I just sat there. I let go of him. Numb once again. Just staring. Just staring to the side. I mean, I don't even know what I was thinking. I mean, once again, I don't think I was thinking about anything. I think my mind was just blank. And I just started to realize like, I don't feel anything feel nothing inside of me, didn't feel angry Um, yeah and then um, I left him and I think it lasted for two weeks and you know he was begging me, he was following me around I was too scared to go around town because I knew he would find me He would literally, we would play, like, Grand Theft Auto with our cars until he found me. Um, you know, he asked me to, you know, he was like, I'm gonna buy a hotel room. And I was like, he was like, if you'd really, really, I'd really like you to meet me. And I was like, okay, I'll meet you. So, you know, we just got a hotel or I guess he got the hotel down Dorchester Road. And um. We're in the room and. He keeps saying that he wants to hold my phone. And, like he doesn't want it. Like I. On the bed. Uh, the Side table. You know. That's where I had my phone. We were just laying down watching TV in the room. And he just kept telling me like he didn't want it there. He wanted to hold on to it. And I, I was like no. You know that's weird. Like. I was like, you could literally, like, I'm right next to you. My phone's on the table. I'm not on it. You know, I'm not talking to anyone. No one knows I'm here. And, uh, you know, he tries to get it. And then I'm fighting him for it. And I'm making sure that, you know, at least I have something for my safety. And we're just fighting. And then he literally just grabs me, throws me on the bed, and starts taking off my clothes in the middle of this fight. I get this sir out of the phone. He's just undressing me. And I'm trying to push him, kick him, hit him. I know that sounds bad, but I was. I was just trying to beat the shit out of him to get him off of me. Because I knew what was coming next. I knew what was going to happen. And he got on top of me, took off my clothes. And you guys know where that goes. And, you know, he didn't finish. Um, He finally got off of me, but it it was strange. It was so strange because he only did it for like five minutes and then he like started crying and he got off of me and he was just sitting on the bed like bawling, breaking down and you know, I was crying too and I got up and I'm just looking at him like, like feeling sorry for him and like, I, I just, I don't know, like it was, it was weird because why was he crying? I, I didn't do anything to him. I wanted to leave so bad. I wanted to just go get my car and go back home. He was just crying and begging me to stay. He said he wouldn't do anything. He said we could just lay down and go to sleep. So I stayed. And I woke up the next morning... And I swore I was never going to see him again. And that was the last time I ever saw him. Speaking of this, I remember, I remember one time I didn't really want to have sex. This was at the more previous stages before it got very, very toxic, like how I was just talking about you know, we would have sex, and I didn't want it, he knew I wasn't in the mood, but I would let him out, just be like, fine, whatever, go ahead, I don't even give a shit, and, you know, in those moments of, you know, us having sex, I would, like, start to cry, because I knew I wasn't in the mood, but I felt like I had to do it, because, I don't know, I don't know why, I just felt like I had to do it, and I would start crying, and he would just look at me and be like, good, you fucking upset, and I was like, I didn't know what to say, I just looked at him, he was like, yeah, I want you to cry I want you to sit there and cry and not want it, I want you to hate me I mean, that's what he would say while we were doing it that only happened twice I remember it being so weird, like, why would he want me to hate him why would he want me to feel like that like, why would he want me to think of him like such a monster like that. He like he like wanted me to do it. He wanted me to hate him. He wanted me to know how shitty he was. Strange. You know I'm kind of embarrassed. I don't know if I'm ready for you guys to hear all this. I mean, I know a lot of my friends and family know about this, but to you guys, I mean you guys are people I went to high school with, people I made friends with or met at parties and here you guys are gonna hear this. So anyways, to the to whoever wrote me that YOLO about anxiety, um after I left him it fucked me up. I mean I lost my job. I didn't go to. I didn't finish school, by the way. I lost my job. Didn't have many friends. Um. I wouldn't leave my house. I was too scared. I wouldn't. Um. I wouldn't drive. I refused to get into any vehicle. Um. I had to move back in with my parents. I did nothing. I sat there. Days on in, Months on in. Too scared to leave. Too scared to go anywhere at night. I was even too scared to even just go into a public place. Like, I wouldn't go inside anywhere. Even if I did leave the house. Um, but it got better. You yeah. know, that was years ago. You know now I still struggle with it like I I mean I go out obviously you guys know that you guys probably see my pictures I do go out but uh, I still struggle like I still don't always let anyone drive me I I usually always have to drive I'm terrified of having other people driving terrified I'll have a full blown panic attack if someone drives me so I, I usually always drive and that's hard to meet new people with something like that. I mean, how do you tell someone, Hey, sorry, you can't drive because I'll have a panic attack and you might have to pull over and we might have to sit there. You know, like it's just weird. Or like for instance, like I can't I mean I can, but I'll have a panic attack if I go to certain places, like sounds weird, but like I don't I won't go into Walmart. I don't. I don't go to lo- places that have large crowds. Um, I don't like feeling trapped, so I, I. I don't like going to large crowds. I won't go into a place that's crowded and there's just people all around me. Um, I don't know. It, it's better now. It's not as extreme as it used to be. You know, it's something that you know us together. You just gotta work. You gotta work at it. You gotta want it. gotta keep going, I mean, everyone has their bad days, and it's not just gonna get better, it's something that people, you know, cope with, not deal with, you have to learn how to live with it, not go against it, or fight it, it's just something you gotta accept, that this is who you are now, and this is, this is it, this is life, and you gotta learn how to not control it, but, or Sorry, you have to learn how to not let it control you, but how you control it. In that sense, I'm talking about anxiety and panic attacks and stuff like that. Um, yeah, so that's, that's what I do. I talk. Talk to people. I, oh, I want to also mention that there are voice messages on this app. You know, if you want to say something, send it to me. I'll hear you. I'll be there for you. Just like in my post, I'll be your lily. (laughs) Um, I'm finishing up because this is a very long one. Um, You know, to the girl that's not happy in a relationship. We're too young. Don't waste time. I know it's hard leaving someone that you've been with for a long time, but you know... The way I look at it is yeah it's it's going to hurt. I'm not going to tell you it's going you're going to feel better because once you break up it's it's going to hurt, but if you also stay, the hurt will never end where if you leave, you know you you know that the hurt will eventually end at some point because you will heal and grow from it um. I don't, I I feel I don't think I have anything else left to say. You know, if anyone needs to come to me and talk, I'm always here. And, um, I love all you beautiful people and you are never, never alone.